Welcome to Mr. Podcast with your host, Claude. And Justin. Hello, everybody. We are back with our Dear Homes Mystery by Mail series, uh, covering case number two. Uh, hot off the heels of the case of the Parloin Astrolay, we, we solved that very easily and got everything completely right. As usual. Um, as per usual. And now we're on to case two, which is uh, starting January 2023. And we're going to be, in this podcast, we're going to be covering the first letter in this case. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's see what this is going to be about. Yeah. So, you know, we, we had a full um, series of letters, a full case from beginning to end. And the last case about the astrolabe. Um, and it was overall a, a fun experience. So I'm really curious, you know, this time I'm really curious to see how this case is going to compare, you know, is it going to be more intricate? Is it going to be more, you know, more interesting or more boring or like, you know, how's it going to compare to the first case? And then yeah. of course, once we get to Holmes' solution, you know, is it, is it going to be the same? Like, Hey, I sent out some, some, I hired some people to go solve this for me. And mm-hmm. here's what they told me. Like, or is it going to be more, you know, that classic Holmes only he could solve it kind of a thing. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. I, I'm hoping for a puzzle, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I, I, I got a feel for uh, what some of their tricks are um mm-hmm. you know i think i talked about my you know how to solve fake mysteries um uh method and uh i think i think it works pretty well um uh with this so mm-hmm. anyway i'm gonna be on the lookout for extraneous details and uh people who seem nice and yeah helpful. i think i think the only thing that took us astray with your rubric was the people who are seeming nice Mm -hmm. i think that's it works but it's the degree to which they're mentioned in the letters i think is something we learned seems to be very important yes we definitely nice persons only mentioned in one letter and nobody else talks about them they're probably not important Yep, yep. They um, will get mentioned more than once if they're yeah. actually worth considering as suspects. Yep. So All right, we'll, well, we'll only uh, know that after the second one, but uh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what we can do with this. All right. Well, let's dive in. Okay, so we've got stationary. The heading says from the desk of Wark McKenzie. <laughs> W-A-R-K. Wark. Wark. Not Mark. <laughs> Not Lark, <laughs> not uh, Fark, but Wark McKenzie. Or Quark. Or Quark. No, it's almost Quark. Deep Space Nine character either. Uh, it says telegrams. It, there's a little uh, kind of, um, what do you call that? A uh, monogram? Simple? Oh, uh, yeah. Like that. Is that what you call um, that? Monogram? Yeah. Yeah, sure. something. <laughs> it's an M and a W. It's a single uh, tele- gram. Yeah, well, it's a duogram, it looks like. Well, okay. yeah, it's one gram with two letters. Is that a, is that a there mono? There you go. One gram. It's like when stereo is just mono. Okay. Yeah. Uh, telegraphs. It says telegrams and cables. Holborn uh, viaduct. Yeah. S, E, and C, Rhinestein. I don't know what those 
initials mean? Uh, maybe uh, railway station. I'm oh, sure. railway station. Just guessing. Yeah. Okay, I like that. So the address is 33 St. John's Lane, Farrington, London. The date is the 10th of May, 1920. So, Justin, how long is this from the previous mystery? This is almost exactly 15 years. Uh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> My math sucks. 25 years <laughs> after the previous one. You mean 15 plus 10? 15 plus 10. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, the previous one was in 1895 in May, at the beginning of May as well. So yeah, wow. we're, uh, we're like a completely different time period for so, reasons that I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I guess, you know, technology, there's more. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. April showers brings May mysteries. Hey. Yeah. Are all the mysteries going to happen in May? We'll see. We may find out. Ooh. Yeah, that's an interesting question. How how much does it depend on the time frame, and does a year really matter? You know, because I mean, fifteen years is a long time. Like, yeah, you know, it's like the difference between like when Party Down was first on the air to when it comes <laughs> back on Stars season three coming next month. Um, okay, that was an aside. We just realized Party Down the TV Mark show your calendars. Fifteen years after, I guess fourteen years technically. Yeah. Um, but that's a mystery we already solved. Anyway, um, okay, so I'm going to read this letter. and But I do I do think it's interesting that, you know, is this the same Holmes? Is he more jaded? Are they going to write him differently? I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm asking too much of the writers of the Dear Home series, but it'd be interesting, you know, because he would have solved so many more cases in, that, in those 15 years. That's true. That's true. You know? Uh, is he going to be like, oh, I, I would have sent, you know, uh, what's his name? Tiernan or whatever. Tierney. He died. He <laughs> died, didn't you? Tierney dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, that would be fun. A fun in-world thing to be like, my, my guy on the street, yeah, he's underground now. Tied okay. together. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, here we go. 10th May, 1920. This is from the desk of Wark McKenzie. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Holmes, I beg your pardon, sir, if I intrude on your well-earned retirement. Whoa! Ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Boom. We got one sentence, and now I just want to stop and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> you may remember me from years gone by as I was once a proud member of the Baker Street Irregulars. What a band name. Wow, they're um, really using the time period. Yeah. My whistle... Helped you solve the baffling theft of Kirkwall <laughs> around London. While the humdrum affair was never chronicled by Watson, I have always looked back on those memories proudly. Since my own retirement, in addition to spending much time at the racetrack, I've maintained a fervor of all things involving detection. And recently, closely followed the green bicycle case. In parentheses, my daughter Jenny, always a fan of the hobby, gifted me the stationery some years ago. Close parentheses. However, I am not writing to discuss my past as an armchair detective, but rather because of a recent of recent alarming events, all involving acquaintances of mine from the racing world. Okay, he didn't explain that, but I did. 
What began as a series of minor assaults has now turned far more serious. Someone's been murdered, and I suspect others will soon follow. My hope is not only to aid my acquaintances, but I deign to beg your assistance because there is a possibility that my dear Jenny will be caught amidst the violence. I lost my son in the war, and I could not bear to have any tragedy befall my daughter. I should hasten to add that I would turn to the police, but I do not have the best reputation with them, nor do I trust their abilities. Emphasis is mine. While no doubt you want to hear... While, no doubt you want to hear, first off, of the murder, parentheses, which filled <laughs> only a few lines in last week's newspapers, oh, parentheses, let me lay the cards before you. Oh my god, the, the commas. Dealt me, in the order they were dealt me, I love that, in the order they were dealt me, along with my own muddle-headed theories, hyphen, I then will eagerly await what, comma, from my account, comma, you might deduce and advise. That was one Holy sentence. Holy crap. Holy crap. That's a, like, that's a, that's a next level sentence structure. Yeah. It had everything you could want in a sentence. <laughs> it had, it had commas, it had hyphens, it had, parent, it had parentheticals. Yep. Yep. I mean, it had a it had a hype muddle headed. I mean, it had a hyphenate. Uh, hey, this guy's a good sentence writer. <laughs> okay, next paragraph. <laughs> this whole sad business began one week ago when I noticed that some of my regular betters were no longer coming around. Another parenthetical. I should mention that I booked the occasional wager for friends and neighbors. Small time. I take a fee if they insist, but never charge interest. Close parentheses. At first, I didn't take notice because punters, as we call them, are a surreptitious lot. They... Or superstitious. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, is that the right word? It's most of the same letters. <laughs> superstitious lot. They change bookies to shake bad luck. As I charge no interest, a few less chalk eaters is no great shakes for me. <laughs> that is how I felt until three days ago when I went for a quick pint at the Bell. One of my regulars, Joe Stark, was slinging, slinking in the shadows when I walked in. I was curious why I hadn't seen him about, but one look at poor Joe and I knew why. His face looked like raw meat. And one of his blackened eyes was swollen. Well, you're a vegan, so his face looked like. <laughs> well, that's the only to me, reason. To me, it's fine. <laughs> I would eat that. No, his face looked Excuse like. Excuse me, raw sir. Meat. May I eat your face? <laughs> it looks like raw meat. Um, his face looked like raw meat, and one of his blackened eyes was swollen shut tighter than a walnut. I started to pull up a chair when he told me, rather rudely, to make tracks. Gulped down his drink and left. Okay, so that was Joe Stark. Okay, cool. Okay. As I went to the bar, Charlie, the barkeep, set down my usual pint. I pointed to Joe just as the door closed behind him. Quote, what happened there, I asked. In his usual understated manner, Charlie said, quote, someone took disfavor with him. 
I nabbed a copy of the Daily Herald as I sipped my ale, and there on the back page was, to my horror, one of my punters in the obituaries. From the obituary, John, nicknamed Big Jack Fallworthy, 61, August 10, 1859 through May 7th, 1920, which would have been three days before this letter was written, is when he seemingly died. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> at his residence, am I even through the first page? Jeez, this is okay. you're on page two now. Hang in so there. Talking <laughs> like I'm in English class in like middle school, like reading out loud. It is. Um, I can yeah. think over on page three if you want. I I will want right. at his residence in in this city. Okay, sorry. At his residence in this city. What city is this? London? Okay. London, At his yeah. residence in this city on the 7th <laughs> of May last, in the 61st year of his age, this, is the, uh, Allworthy, this is the obituary. This is clearly the obituary still. It wasn't formatted the same, but I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay, sorry. Let me start over here. John Big Jack Fallworthy, 61, August 10th. It's the quote marks that tell May you. Damn, it's the quote marks. May 7, 1920, at his residence in this city on on the 7th of May last, in the 61st year of his age, Big Jack Fallworthy, leaving a wife and three adult children to mourn their irreparable loss. The deceased was a native of the Isle of Man who left the seafaring life at a young age to engage in dock work. A distinguishing trait of his character was that he loved a good ale and a fast pony, at times too much. But recalling the poet's words, quote, when you borrow money, you're robbing your future, end quote, he mightily endeavored to pay all his debts on time in the obituary quote. Big Jack Fallworthy and I had worked side by side on the millwork docks for 20 years. He was a royal chap and a handicapper like me, and I had seen him only a few days ago, hale and hearty. This was a grave shock. I was finishing my pint when lightning struck again in the form of a second obituary, that of Annie Nickerson, another of my regulars. As she was called, Rainy Annie is one of the few women <laughs> handicappers I've known. Most would admit she was an ill-tempered woman with more than her share of bile, the sort of capable, the sort capable of kicking a cat, with rarely a kind word to offer. But she'd been my customer on and off, or off and on, <laughs> Either way. for a decade. Her obituary stated that she died, quote, peacefully in her sleep, end quote, the same day Jack had. And it ended, as with Jack's, with a reference to her fondness for, quote, fast pony. And a final quote about borrowing, parentheses, lack of imagination on the scribe's part. Someone was taking, quote, disfavor with horses... <laughs> with horse race betters. I decided to pay my respects to Jack's wife and family, hoping I'd be able to learn more. It was a short walk to Margie and Jack Fallworthy's place on Eintree. <laughs> I've never seen words before. I was surprised when I found no boxwood tie with black ribbons on the front door or even a wreath of laurel. I could hear Margie's squeaky voice as I knocked, but it was it was a long while before the door cracked, just wide enough for Margie to get one eye on me. Okay, you can take it here. Okay. 
she took a long breath saying, I thought you might be Joshua. I asked her who that might be. He came with a Bible and a copy of the newspaper just this dawn. She squinted, barely opening the door. The newspaper printed Jack's obituary. The snake got his foot in the door and grabbed my hand, said, Sister, let us pray your Jack makes amends. All this before I was able to break away and shut the door on him. Bloody awful man. He made me worry that my Jack in the next room, snoring away in his nightshirt, was hurt. <laughs> what? Okay. She shuddered. I cried. Loud. Then Wait, Jack's... The what? guy, he comes to the door. She says, I thought you were Joshua. He said, who is that? And and so Jack's her husband. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Gotcha. The J's confused me. Um, but I thought you might be Joshua is the, the letter writer, right? I thought the letter writer was, was Wark, McKenzie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she thought that he she might thought be Joshua. Wark might be Joshua, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Joshua is this guy with the Bible and the newspaper. Okay. Okay, uh, she shuddered. Uh, I cried, then Jack's alive? Margie forced a laugh and told me that the obituary was a mistake. Really? Jack is fine, love. When I asked to see him, Margie said he wasn't in and closed the door. I saw her peeking through the curtains. <laughs> he wasn't in because he said the cemetery. <laughs> this is weird. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's fine. Um, all right. I'm closing the door in your face yeah, now. Yeah, you see him, though. <laughs> okay. I saw her peeking through the curtains as I headed to the street. They were clearly spooked, but Margie, Jack, and I are dear friends, and it wasn't like her. Who's they? M Margie and Jack, I guess. But he didn't see Jack. I know, but he. I guess he's assuming that he's there okay i i mean i don't know who else could, it could be i mean i saw her peeking through the curtains they were clearly spooked yeah okay well you're right yeah what else could it mean i mean i you know like he's I, he's he's offering i mean i mean i guess that's why i pointed this out it's a weird pronoun to add because he's offering a reason why jack didn't come to the door wasn't available yeah yeah and yeah. this, he's adding that in with his account of what sort of objectively happened, which is he saw one person in the curtain. Right. right? He didn't see two people, and he goes, oh, well, they're spooked. He saw right. one person and was like, well, she's spooked. He didn't come to the door, so they're both spooked. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, just trying to make a narrative in my head. Sounds about right. Uh, they were clearly spooked, but Margie, Jack, and I are dear friends, and it wasn't like her to run me off with barely, with barely a hello or a cup of tea. Nevertheless, Margie had said the obituary, the obituary was a mistake. This gave me hope that old Ranny Annie was still of able body and mind, and that all this bad luck was simply that. Just two, two obituary mistakes in the paper. Yeah, right? it happens. Yeah. Who else isn't dead? <laughs> just 
<laughs> Anyone in the betray might. It just might be a mistake. <laughs> Uh, so much for hoping. Two days later, <laughs> <laughs> could there have been any better sentence after what we just said? <laughs> Two days later, in the Daily Herald, I saw a dreadful news story about Annie Nickerson. Her body was found in an empty lot down the street from her home. She hadn't, as earlier reported, died peacefully. Mm. The report said she had been stabbed multiple times. And here's the daffy part. Her body was found two days after her obituary had been printed. Fake obituary. It doesn't add up. This is hey. no simple coincidence. No. Someone is coming down on my punters, and I need <laughs> to get to the bottom of this before another victim turns up. Huh. Initially, I believe this violent activity pointed to one culprit, Antonio the Lion Sabini. Ooh, everybody knows the lion. <laughs> Sabini runs the bookmaking in the West End and most of Westminster, although bookmaking is just the most viable of his enterprises. Sabini also is known to get to dabble in smuggling, hijacking, and robbery, among other vices. I thought the lion could be going after Welchers to send a message to betters in arrears. You know. <laughs> Hey, or else. I'm sorry. That's poetry. <laughs> I thought the lion could be going after Welchers to send a message to Betors in arrears. <laughs> There's just, that's just poetry. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah those words. Uh, Ers, it's a wordy one. Oars and ears, all mm -hmm. in one sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bravo. Uh, still, in my experience, Sabini's bully boys always stop short of murder because it puts a lot of law on him. Why kill off paying customers when a proper mm -hmm. beating will scare those around you all the same? So great. I've considered a few other theories. Ranny Annie could have been a botched job, a mm. case where one of Sabini's men misunderstood his orders and got carried away. That's a bad answer. On the other hand, my visit with Margie left me wondering about the fellow Joshua that she mentioned. I had plenty to puzzle over as I went to Jenny's to share my theory and warn her. Oh, she's an adult. Okay. Uh, to share my theory and warn her husband, William Wilson. He plays the horses, but not in my class. William, who works at a bank, is what bookies call a whale, a reckless better. And that's what worries me. If William gets in arrears, Sabini will come down on him with both feet and maybe Jenny also. They were both at their bungalow on Newberry when I called. I took the bull by the horns and shared my theory about the recent trouble befalling, befalling turf lovers in Seaford. <laughs> what? I mean... They're, they have sentences here I've just never heard. Are they life. in Seaford? Befalling, befalling turf lovers. Befalling is he, turf lovers in Seaford. Is he saying? Is he saying? Is he saying that he, the place where he he's is is Seaford, or is he saying the trouble is in Seaford? I think where all we can say <laughs> is that the two people who have died were in Seaford. 
and they love turf. I think that is really. What are you saying? Okay, that's that's where is Seaford? Has that even been mentioned? Seaford, London. This? Have you never been to London? Did it say Seaford, London at the beginning? I thought I it said mean, Farrington. Listen, half of London is Seaford. <laughs> like, haven't you seen a Guy Ritchie movie? There you go, Seaford. <laughs> so you have seen a Guy That's Ritchie. My Guy Ritchie impression. <laughs> did you just did you just pretend to be Jason Statham saying anything? Yeah, that was pretty uh, much it. Yeah. Oh man. Something oh, about man. Seaford. Um, okay so listen i don't know what seaford is okay Uh, i'm just gonna i'm just sharing my theory about the recent trouble befalling befalling i want to say befalling befalling turf lovers in seaford i shared my theory yeah it's just like is it befalling turf lovers in seaford or befalling turf lovers comma in seaford you know, I shared my theory in Seaford, you know? I don't know. Anyway. Uh calmly, I lay oh. bef- before them. Yeah, you see what I mean? Um Oh, Seaford is a town in East Essex, sorry, East Sussex, England, if that helps. Okay. Then but, uh, you know. But of it, course it, there'd be a place in England called Seaford. It must be the second thing. England it must place. be that that's where they are right now. I, well, that's I think... why he would warn them, right? Because because they could be next is his whole point. Uh... This says Farring- Farringdon, London. Uh, okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Doesn't add up for me, but... What's, the, um... what's that adding? Well, because he says uh, Sabini runs the bookmaking in the West End and most of Westminster, blah, 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 right? And then he says that uh, what worries me is if William gets in arrear, Sabini will come down on him with both feet, right? So that seems to imply that he's going to be betting in the West End or Westminster. Now, you know, maybe those are regions and they include... Seaford, you know, uh, but but then the confusing part to me is he says see he says that uh Sabini runs West End and blah blah blah. Like if that's where Seaford is, then why are the why are his punters uh in Seaford as well? Like shouldn't isn't he stepping on Sabini's territory then? Like. Shouldn't they have separate territories? Like I'm just no, 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 because you know? he's in a different ball game. You're talking about the the letter writer war. Yeah, no, because you know he's not he's not charging interest for his thing, right? So I think he there's just like this overlap of people who go to him to have fun, and you know I guess make some money but not really lose a lot, right? Because that was the whole point. Like he doesn't charge. What did, was it? Interest? What he said he doesn't charge. Oh, does it? Oh, I take a fee if they insist, but never charge interest. I thought so that he's was not just the kind for... of guy. Well, I think it's I, I've noted it as some as as he's different than other bookies. Like this isn't a guy who's going to come after you if you haven't paid him because he's not even. He, he was just interest. talking about friends and neighbors. Uh huh. Sorry, what's your point? 
Are you saying that's all he does? Uh, you mean for work? Well, I, I'm just confused. Like, so, like, well, are I don't you know. saying you, you were you were asking if if I thought there was some conflict between work, right? Work takes bets from people, right? Yeah, friends and family, as you said, and so does Sabini. But Sabini will come beat you up at least, and work thinks maybe even kill you if you haven't paid your debts. So I don't know okay. if you were asking if 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 I thought that was a conflict of interest. They're okay. not they're not in the same ball game, so I wouldn't think so. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. That clarifies. That clarifies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. But okay, so the question was, this sentence about Seaford. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I think you're I right. Think it's by it's the horns and share that's my where this is all trouble. happening. Yeah, I mean the recent trouble befalling people in Seaford. I think I would just I expect him to there. run afoul of this Sabini character taking bets in his territory and not charging interest. Um, you know, seems like that's undercutting his business. Well, yeah, I mean maybe Sabini doesn't know about it. This guy is so small time. You know. Yeah. And and it's friends and family, so they even tells you like a very right. small circle of people know about this. Right, right. You know, and maybe I mean maybe, maybe that gets into the ultimate answer, right? If this is a message that works, it's like, you know, I'm coming because that's what he says, right? Like they're 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 sort of coming after the people who come to me for their bets. Like that's what he's pieced together so far. Uh, mm -hmm. And William is now a person who's. Uh, did he say he took money from him? Uh, William. Oh, that's what's weird. Okay, the husband, William, because he's really worried about his daughter, but then by proxy, his son-in-law. And he says he plays the horses, but not in my class. What do you think that means? I think it means I don't take his bets. Because there's not enough, it's not enough money? Because or... he's a reckless better. Like he's, uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I that's what I think it means. Okay. And so, like, he has to go to Sabini because you know Wark will not accept. Like Sabini bets. doesn't mind if he loses all his money. Yeah. But, like you're saying, Wark doesn't want to take her his son-in-law's son money. Right. If he takes his a really bad bet. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, he plays the horses, but not in my class. Okay. Uh, um. Uh, okay, uh, so here we go. Calmly, I laid before them the facts, and when I drew a clear line between Sabini and his sad victims, William snapped, if this is your way of scaring me into ceasing the little inter entertainment I enjoy after a hard day's work, you're daft, you old fool. You, sir, are addressing... Fulham, Fulham's finest handicapper. Why are there 10 names for every place? All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, I swear, I swear. It's like they, they, they can't just name something, one thing. Okay. Uh, your friend Annie got killed because someone fin finally grew weary of her nasty ways. Out with you. William began tugging me towards the door, demanding my exit. Smelling liquor on his breath, I refused, and I'm afraid there was a bit of a scuffle. 
Jenny had to pull me outside by the arm. She asked me to go home because William was drunk and my presence was only causing her added trouble. I only agreed to leave after she explained he was in a foul mood because his position at Barclays was rocky. William wouldn't admit this to her, but Jenny figured it out because one of his friends from the bank had started coming by regularly. At first, their meeting seemed lighthearted, but lately they would talk in low voices in the back over a bottle of gin. It broke my heart to see the fear and helplessness in my daughter's eyes. About then, William began shouting for his dinner and Jenny hurried me off. I circled the block until I satisfied myself that she was safe and headed home. Then I got to thinking about the strange doings of late and whether Sabini was to blame and how that preacher Joshua that had come to Jack's door might fit in. Marjorie's, Margie's description brought to mind the membership of the, quote, gauntlet of righteousness, a gaggle of sidewalk zealots posted at the exit of Alexandria Park Racecourse. They carry signs with Bible verses. Quote, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? They are always near the race course and had been more ardent of late. A few days ago, one of them dogged me for several blocks, preaching all the way and smacking my shoulder with his Bible. It was getting so I wanted to avoid going to Alley Pally. It was getting so I wanted to avoid going to Alley Pally. Okay, that didn't, I still don't get that. Um, perhaps no this sentence has ever ended like that ever. <laughs> it's capitalized, Ali Pally. I wanted to avoid going to Ali Pally. Okay, perhaps this same fellow Joshua had inspired them to greater daring. And therein lies my other theory. I feel rather <laughs> uh silly for considering such a line of thought, but no stone un unturned, as they say. Mr. Holmes, one person has already been found dead because I sat on my hands. I can't let that happen again. Just to eliminate one theory, I plan to have the gauntlet at the racetrack. I, I'm sorry. I plan to brave the gauntlet at the racetrack soon and see if this Joshua fella is involved. Yet, I'm sure there are many angles I haven't properly considered. Please lend your agile mind respectfully Mark McKenzie. Oh my God! First of all, this this I feel like this letter was jam packed. It, yeah, there's was like a lot. Eight pages of information. It's a um, lot. And I gotta say, talk about a third act twist. All of a sudden, you got this this gauntlet group and this group of zealots who are mm -hmm. like. I mean that came out of nowhere. I was really yeah. surprised. I thought it was he was just gonna hey some people you know this criminal guy might be involved in some murders and you know I'm worried about my family and if they get involved. But then like all of a sudden it's like oh and by the way here's some mythology about these like self righteous religious people mm -hmm. and so like they come out of nowhere as like obvious suspects definitely <laughs> definitely um wow i gotta say i do really like just just at a, on a meta level talking about this thing like i really like warks character as opposed to finnegan you know the mm -hmm. person who wrote the first letter in the in the first case we talked about like i i like that he is proposing 
solutions to the mystery. Uh, it makes mm-hmm. it harder for us because if he says something we think might be true, we're like, well, should we believe it? Right, right, right. Uh, we're supposed I, to solve I, the case. You know, but, but you know, Finnegan was so... He was such a fuddy-duddy, right? And so you were sort of annoyed that you even had to listen to him, even if he was the victim, you know? You're just like, oh, jeez. Whereas I feel like, I don't know, War comes off as more... Like, I, I, I like the way he he comes off as like, hey, I need some help, but, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you along. Like, I'm going to piece it together, you know, with you as right. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, on the surface, I'm inclined to... um, I mean, to me, like, the gangster answer is almost always false Mm -hmm. um, in a mystery. Uh, I feel like it should be something else. I think this Joshua answer is, like, kind of too obvious. So, you know, what's the I'm, Joshua thing? What well, I, I got a little bit lost. Is it is the idea? So there's a Joshua that came to the door, right? And said, and he had a Bible and a newspaper, and he said that Jack was dead. Or the pa- the newspaper had the obituary in it. Was that is that right? Um. Oh, he he came to he came with a Bible and a copy of the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. The newspaper printed Jack's obituary. So this guy comes up with the obituary for her husband that she yeah. says is still alive. Yeah. And this is just a Joshua guy. Okay. That was the and claim. Then, yeah. And then and we're supposed to connect him to the other people. Well, it's, I mean, he's saying at the end of the letter, he's saying like he might be connected to the other people and he's going to go check it out. See if he sees him there, basically. Yeah. I don't know how he would actually recognize him, but that seems to be the plan. Uh, Yeah, so he uh, got his foot in the door, grabbed her hand and said, sister, let us pray your Jack makes amends. Oh, all, all this sounds like a threat. Yeah, all this before I was able to break away and shut the door on him. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then she's like, yeah, Jack's fine, and shuts the door in his face. Um, so that was weird. So, yeah, uh, I think, you know, Margie got to be a little suspicious here. Um, something weird's going on. You know, she's the only one who says there is such a person. Um, you know, in connection with these stories. Um, on the other hand, with the Annie Nickerson thing, like, she, her body turns up after the, um, obituary, which, um, uh, which makes it, um, you know, which was, which seems to validate the idea that, you know, the, he might not have actually been dead, you know, yet, but, yeah. but maybe he'll be dead soon. If you he know? doesn't. Oh, so maybe I, I'm glad you said this. So maybe they print the obituary first 
And that scares the person who needs to pay the money. Like, mm-hmm. hey, listen, we can make you dead. Yeah. And then if they don't pay in a certain amount of time, then they end up dead. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. By the way, I looked up Ali Pally, and I think that's a short version for Alexandria Palace. It was getting so I wanted to avoid. It was getting so I boy. Okay, hold on. Uh, a few days ago, one of them dogged me for several blocks, preaching all the way and smacking my shoulder with his Bible. It was getting so I wanted to avoid going to Ali Pally. What yeah. what does Al- that mean? Alexandra's Palace. What is that though? That's a uh Oh, that's the racetrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Alexandria Park race course. Okay, okay. Okay, it's just a way to refer to the the, the place. Okay. Well, to avoid going to the place. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um yeah, perhaps this same fellow Joshua had inspired I, them to greater daring. Yeah. But that's what and I think that's a weird, right? Like I, I I'm interested that that the work is trying to solve the mystery, but this is such a crazy thing to think. So he's assuming that Joshua is Jesus. Like he's the leader of the group for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why? Why wouldn't they, if this group was behind it, send any member to go do what Joshua did? Why does he have to be the person who inspires them to greater daring? Uh, I Versus mean, the person who was inspired to greater daring. Yeah, he he doesn't need to be, you know. I mean, he shows up at someone's house, whereas like those people are just sitting outside the racetrack. So maybe he thinks that means that Joshua's more, you know, like forceful or or whatever. But, but he's more forceful. But I thought I thought the sentence is saying that the other people killed. It, it it is it is indeed saying that. <laughs> okay, just checking. But you know, he why doesn't he say it should say perhaps this Joshua fellow was inspired to greater daring? <laughs> like he's part of the group and he thinks the group should be doing more, so he starts the killing versus it being like he thinks the group should be doing more so other people did the killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as we know, he didn't do the murder uh, of Jack. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen him alive, but, you know, according yeah. to Margie, he's still alive. So it's possible did, that he isn't actually doing the murders. And it and it was, oh, for sure. And it was um, clear that Wark thought they were spooked. So... Yeah. If somebody came and said, "Hey, your husband's dead," wink, wink. Mm-hmm. You know, if he doesn't pay, right? Um, then they would be spooked, and then of course the next person who comes to the door, she's going to say he's not here. Right. 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 So that makes sense. That seems to follow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I would agree. I would um, agree. So what's I guess yeah what's standing out as irregular, if you will. Um. Speaking of the Baker Street Irregulars. So, uh, so there's this thing with William and like the problem with the bank. Um, you know, that seems like extraneous uh, to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Or is it laying the groundwork for the final mystery to come? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, the William thing was interesting. Uh, but yeah, that it just stood out because it wasn't obviously directly connected. I mean, they do mention that he he bets, mm-hmm. he makes reckless bets, but then there's this thing about the bank, and there's actually no implication that whatever his problem is uh, at the bank has anything to do with the betting. I mean, they don't say that, uh, yeah. which well, isn't to so, say oh, it's wait. not true. What's the problem at the bank? So it says, um, uh, she explained he was in a foul mood because his position at Barclays was rocky. William wouldn't admit this to her, but Jenny figured it out because one of his friends from the bank had started coming by regularly. At first, their meeting seemed lighthearted, but lately they would talk in low voices in the back over a bottle of gin. It broke my heart to see the fear and helplessness in my daughter's eyes. About then, William began shouting for his dinner and Jenny hurried off. So anyway... That's the thing I was referring to. Like, she insinuates there's some problem at the bank. Now, she could be wrong about what this means, that there's this guy from the bank coming, they were having fun, and now they're speaking in low voices over a bottle of gin. I mean, you got to look at the, you know, you got to look at these people as uh, suspects, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, since, like, they're doing something in secret, and we don't know what it is. So anyway, that just kind of stood out to me. Um, I think uh, I think the other thing that that really stood out to me was was Margie, like this weird thing of like, yep, Jack's fine, slam. Like it's like, what? Like that's really awkward. And of course they they pointed out. so it's it's very clear, clearly meant to be a, a strange uh, a strange element mm-hmm. here. Um, so, like, someone is putting obituaries uh, in in the in the paper um, of people who are uh, currently still alive, uh, seemingly, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, and then you know, I guess they're ending up dead. I mean, only one so far that that we can verify, but. You know, that seems to be the pattern. So, we're, you know, we're going to have to have someone who's, mm. I mean, it, it, it's it's a really, fairly like diabolical plan, I guess. Um, uh, I think, I think, yeah, the other thing that has to be mentioned is this thing with Joe Stark at the bar, you know, who's like, who's got the face looking like raw meat, mm-hmm. um, you know, because um, uh, that was just another like, side thing that didn't yeah seem to connect to anything from the from the main case so i just think that you know i don't know what to do with it right now but um i think those are the those are the main things it's uh yeah uh, uh joe stark margie's like strangeness which could ju- could just be connected to the case and then we have um this William clandestine meeting with this guy from the bank and whatever, whatever's going on there. Um, those yeah. seem like the, the most, the strangest elements that aren't like sort of directly pointed out as pertaining to the case. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this thing. So at bottom of page one, 
he starts uh, saying this whole sad business began one week ago. So I think that's important, right? Like, like anything that happened before a week ago probably isn't relevant. I think I think that's fair, right? Um, and he says when I noticed that some of my regular betters were no longer coming around. Okay, so I mean, is this guy lying? Because didn't he say he only takes bets from, from like friends and family? What did he say? He says that in the next sentence. So, I you know. I don't think he men- means that to be a oh. contradiction. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> he, clears it, he clarifies it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was just like, how many people are coming to this guy? Uh, that I booked the occasional wager. It's an occasional wager. But just in under a week, he noticed some of his regular betters are coming around. Yeah. Something about that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he well, that that's part of where my confusion came. Okay. Because because I thought that when when I was initially listening, I thought that like he he was you know he was a bookie, and he did like regular regular bets and he charged interest, but for friends and neighbors, he would occasionally do a special deal where he wouldn't char- he wouldn't charge them interest you know that's what i thought it meant when i first read it when i read it again it it definitely seemed like um uh it definitely seemed like uh he does that for you know this is all he does as far as like you know oh, taking bets actually i think it's the opposite now <laughs> that's what i thought he meant before too that he only takes wagers from friends and neighbors, but now I think it's wrong. I think he takes normal bets and he's saying in a parenthetical, some of the bets for friends and neighbors, he does it small time. But I think that means he takes wagers from other people normally. So I'm like counter, I'm, I'm contradicting what well, I Well, so the reason like I'm hesitant to think that is as you read on, you know, at first I didn't take notice because punters, as we call them, are a superstitious lot. They change bookies mm-hmm. to shake bad luck. As I charge no interest, a few less chalk eaters is mm-hmm. no great shakes for me. Like that that statement makes it seem like yeah. he charges no interest in general. You know? Not not just for mm-hmm. a few. Yeah, well, maybe that's why I had my original thoughts. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, it, it's easy to read the other way. And if it's the other way, then I'm back to my original confusion about ste- stepping on Sabini's territory. But I think the other way works better. And I'm going to assume it's true unless we're... Um... It's, I got to say, that's the biggest mystery is is who he takes bets for. like Because it's weird that he's like, as I charge no interest, a few less chalk eaters is no great shakes for me. So he's basically saying if less people come around, it's not that big a deal to me because I'm not making a bunch of money. I'm not getting money yeah. from the interest or whatever. Yeah. But then he says three days ago, he sees Joe Stark, who now looks like raw meat. And I guess he's saying that's someone who changed bookies. Right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. 
But now it is a great shake for him. I'm trying to piece together when he says, that is how I felt until. So before he felt, they changed bookies to shake bad luck. As I charge no interest, a few less of them is no great shakes for me. But somehow that changed when he saw Joe. Are you following that line of logic? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm assuming, I, I took it to mean something like, uh, you know, uh, I didn't think it was a big deal until this encounter happened. Like, this is when I started to... A big deal that they changed bookies? Yeah, think that, like, uh, my punters, like, disappearing might, there might be something weird going on. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. That I need to worry about, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nope, I got it now. I think that's what it means. Yeah. Um, he doesn't think about them when they're not around because it's no big deal, but now that he yeah. sees what happens when they're weren't around, then now he's worried. Yeah, then he's like, okay, okay, I don't know. Something, something's up with this. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should be worried. Um, and then, so, yeah. Let's look at the victims real quick. So, we have Joe Stark, yeah. Right. He hadn't seen them around. His face looked like raw meat. So he obviously got beat up. Yep. Uh, and then the next level we have is the, what's his name? Jack? Yep. Jack Fallworthy. Now his name was printed in the paper. Wife says he's fine. Right. And that's it, right? There was no, he didn't actually show up dead ever, right? Not to my knowledge, no. Okay. And then we have Margie. No, no, sorry. Margie is his wife. Who's the woman who did show up dead? Uh, Annie Nickerson. Annie. Yeah. So her name was in the paper the same day as Jack. Right? Was it the same day? Uh, no, that? two days later. Two days after Jack's name was in the paper? Uh, I think so. Yes. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no, he saw the story. Oh, I'm sorry. She ended up body. dead two days later. She yeah, was in he, the same paper. Yeah. Yeah. She, now, her obituary was in the same paper as Jack the same day. Yeah. But two days after that, there was a story about her being really murdered. But yeah. her body, okay, he says her body was found two days after. So the story was printed the same day her the story in the Daily Herald was printed the same day her body was found. So bravo to the print media. That's very fast. Yeah. Um, and that was two days after her name was in the boot. So we would expect that Jack would be dead at the same time. Like, he's yes. The same two days, right? Yes. Uh, but nobody said Jack is dead. No. For real dead. We don't see him, though, but yes. Mm-hmm. It is not confirmed that he's dead. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. That's all the victims, right? Uh, Yes. That we know of, yeah. That we know of. Yeah. And Wark is just concerned that because 
William, well, I guess there's two things. One is he gambles, and two, he's got this crazy bank thing going on. I do want to talk about that. There's a whole paragraph. Um, that he thinks he might be foul Sabini. Because basically, Wark thinks Sabini is, is going too far in threatening people. Like maybe he maybe somebody mis you know mistook the orders and went too far. What was his what was his theories? That was one of them. Yeah, what was he had two. Theory? He had two, his two theories were that, and the other one is it's this like religious group. Oh, uh, okay. At the racetrack, yeah. like killing people because they're like sinning or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I mean, right now that feels like a red herring, but I, you know, it's like, I want to read the next letter. I mean, who's the Joshua character, you know? I think that's, yeah. you know, uh, that's clearly, it could be a red herring, definitely. I 100% I believe the gangsters are a red herring. At least mm -hmm. that's my instinct. Um. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it, that just seems like a boring and obvious answer, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh, like gangsters who run like sports betting would like kill people who didn't pay them back. Like that's well, like, here's a question. Classic. Do you think the final answer could, could really be one of the two we get posited in the first letter? I kind of don't. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's, this is a rule I have also, uh, <laughs> which is if someone in the story who's not, um, you know, the primary detective, and in this case, it's, it's sort of addressed to Holmes slash us. So yeah. the letter writer is not the primary detective here, like has a theory, like, you know, that like would basically explain the whole case, like that will probably be false. Yeah. So I'm inclined to believe that uh, neither theory is correct. Yeah. But, you know, there could be elements of it that are maybe on the right track or at least, uh, you know, can lead us to rule out certain things. Uh, I don't I don't have a good alternative theory, though, to be honest. I mean, there's, you know, there's these people lurking about, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Um okay. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a murder, right? This is different from the previous thing, you know, like, how do we, are we going to find a murder weapon? Like, how are we going to know, you know, who, who's responsible yeah. for this? Um, it's not clear. And, and, you know, Jack or not Jack, who was that guy, Joe something, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's just like beat up, you know, and that just feels yeah, kind of weird. He, different. His name wasn't in the obituary. He didn't get that kind of threat. Yeah. Right? Is it just like unrelated, like coincidence? Like, oh yeah, I stopped mm -hmm. betting. Like he got beat up by the gangsters, but there's somebody else doing murders, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that seems possible at least. Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, I I'm inclined to think that one of these like weird. There really isn't anything in here, though, that's as strange as that cuff thing from from the previous <laughs> case, you know, where it's just like, what the fuck is this? You know, um, 
Uh, I think the cult is the version of that. I call them a cult. The religious group mm-hmm. is the version. Yeah, not quite as outlandish, but just at the same level of like, this stands out as being weird. Uh, I want yeah. to say, he says the whole sad business began one week ago. And then he says, that's how he felt until three days ago when one of his regulars, Joe Stark, right? So that basically means that he hadn't, are we supposed to go and think he hadn't seen Joe in four days? You know, Joe's coming by regularly. Mm -hmm. And then he notices he's not around. And then into the fourth day of noticing he's not around, um, he sees Joe with a black eye and beat up. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Now, yeah. when he sees Joe, now when he is is when he see Joe sees Joe the same day he sees the newspaper. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it follows right okay. after that. He sees the newspaper. He sees the newspaper, and this is going to be two days before Annie's killed. Correct. Um. So in the preceding four days, someone beat up Joe. Probably the day before or the same day. Right. Yeah. Um, so we've got a two to three day. I'm just like clocking this one week period of time here. Like what could have happened when? Because I'm trying to think, it's, did somebody escalate things? Right? It's like they went and they beat up Joe, but he still didn't pay. So then they're like, okay, we're going to do this obituary thing for the other people that need to pay us. But, you know, they need time to do that. The obituary is already there. And the obituary is there. Well, the obituary is there. But if Joe was beat up the day before, then they could. I guess, yeah. They called it in the night before. and Yeah. I don't know. Hey, the other paper got the story about Annie's murder in the same day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, There's a deadline. Yeah. Yeah. so, okay, I'm just trying to, trying to think through that. Okay. It does seem unrelated. It, it seems like, why would they be the same group of people? Um, hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, this, uh, what, Gauntlet of Righteousness? Or, is that, is that what it was called? That's what it was called. Um... You know, it doesn't strike me as... I mean, it, it is strange in a sense, but it doesn't strike me as strange because it's setting up a theory and, and some suspects, and, you know, it might be a red herring, but it clearly pertains to the case, you know? Yeah. And there's a specific reason to even think about that, this thing with Joshua. So, you know, I don't know. To me, it just it doesn't stand out in the same way as, like, okay, you could... You could take yeah. this out and Dub had no obvious connection to anything anyone else was talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like it doesn't seem like there's really anything like that here. Um, so uh yeah, so I don't have a good because that was really like a key key bit of evidence to like in that the torn cuff and the numbers on the um cigarette case were like smoking guns basically for for who was guilty 
you know so if there's a thing like that here yeah, i'm see, not seeing it that's the problem is there's no there's no inherent reason why work would be related or have knowledge of the murderers you know what i mean like Anyone could have done this, and it could be someone he has no idea about. Right. Now, that's probably not true because this is a written thing. Yes. But you know what I mean? It's different than the previous case where the person that was talking, you know, Finnegan knew what he was talking about. Now, he didn't. Now, I guess it's the same thing where someone else could have stole it that wasn't a person he mentioned or had seen. Right. You know, um, but yeah, this feels a bit different in that respect, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm stuck. Uh, yeah, I'm still stuck on a few things. Um, I'm going to assume. Uh, you know, we'll see after we get a couple more letters. It'll be clearer if this is true. But I'm going to assume that the culprit the murderer, if you will, is introduced in this letter. Yeah. I'm going to assume that. And there's only so many people mentioned here. So, you know, uh, we just have to rule them out, you know. There's Um, a huge thing about William and the bank. Yeah. I think that's, you know, and that, that also makes it seem like, you know, the obvious thing is, he borrowed money from the bank to gamble with and now he Mm -hmm. can't pay it back yeah that Um, is the obvious thing definitely yeah (laughs) um and you know that was gonna be my other question is you know annie and jack did they owe and you know possibly uh what's his name jake is it jake who's the raw meat dude uh yeah uh joe joe so many j words yeah uh if they owe the same amount of money or not you know mm-hmm. does the 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 links that the culprit's gonna go to depend on how much you owe did any owe more than jack which is why jack's still alive two days later presumably or you know, well that day it was or you know did jack not oh sorry did joe not owe as much so he just got a little beat up uh Here's another problem, I think. Uh, why did the punters stop going to work? Like, you know, what happened mm-hmm. a week ago? You know, there was like, there was a number of days where they weren't coming to him anymore. And he he wasn't worrying about it until this raw meat and then the newspaper article, right? But something mm-hmm. happened originally, right? Why would they stop coming to him? I think that's a thing that we need to unravel and i i don't have a clue because it doesn't even seem like there's a clue about that here mm-hmm. but uh but i you know like it, it it didn't just start with the murders like there was weird there was something weird going on before the murders started well i okay i definitely agree with everything you just said but i would say an alternative way to look at this is to say that there's nothing weird about them not coming to him in that time frame. The thing that is the catalyst is 
Joe showing up, and then these people getting names from the obituary, and then one showing up dead. But I don't know if we're supposed to think that something was weird that catalyzed them from going to him in the beginning. Because he says that's the normal thing. What's no. not normal... He doesn't. He says, some of my regular betters were no longer coming around. I mean, that means that they regularly come, and suddenly they were not yeah. coming. So but that's says, not normal. But he says they all... But he says, the way I... Okay, the way I made that seem like it was normal was because he says, I didn't take notice because... They're superstitious a lot. They change bookies to shake bad luck. I thought he was basically saying, yes, some of my regular betters were no longer coming around. But that's normal because they change bookies a lot. The thing that's not normal <laughs> is Joe showing up, having been a person who hasn't been around me in a while, but he shows up beat up. Yes, but what I'm saying is that it, you know, I mean, we know from the story that this leads to something else, right? So yeah, like, if if they just stopped, and like, that was it, nothing else happened, then yeah, it, it wouldn't, it clearly wouldn't be a big deal. And there wouldn't be a point in the letters. What I'm saying is that I, I think there's more to this than that, because we know that there is more to this than that. You know, mm -hmm. and so I think the reason that they stopped coming should there should be, there should be something there. I guess. Like, is it just yeah. a coincidence that a bunch of yeah. his regular better stopped coming around and now like no, one of I them's dead and one of them's beat up? I think it's a coincidence that these particular people have had issues. I, you know, I think there's other people who stopped coming around that haven't had any issues. So I don't think that there's necessarily a reason why all of the people who aren't coming around, unless these are all the people, like I don't know how many people are his regular betters who are no longer coming around. I'm assuming it's more than three, right? So if it's more than three, I would take it to mean like he's just saying, or I would take it to mean like, bad thing has happened to these particular people, but not necessarily like, whatever happened to these people is going to happen to the rest of the people who haven't been coming around because there's some specific reason why they're not coming. Like, for instance, like I guess a, a, a simple would be, answer would be like uh, the other bed taker dude, Kat, what's his name? Um, uh, Sabini, right? Like if Sabini said, hey, everybody who is uh, works hunters, you guys have, you know, a week ago, or whatever, you guys have to come to me, right? Stop going to work, right? Uh, and then, and then from work's perspective, people stop coming around. Then three days ago, he sees Joe, and then he sees the names of the newspaper, you know, but does that mean everybody else on the list is, like, gonna get hurt? You know, so anyway, I definitely think you're right to question that. I'm just taking it as I don't know if there's some reason why people stop coming around to him. Unless he's unless it's, you know, I guess some reason he doesn't know about, right? Unless he would have said why. I'm just I'm mentioning that there's potentially something there. P perhaps there's not. I mean, it yeah. could just be as simple as 
regular stop coming here and there normally and it's it's no big deal it just so happens that this time uh a certain group of regulars stopped coming and went somewhere else yeah. and got involved in some kind of you know m murder plot you know yeah. um but why did they all go to the same place you know like why are they all like implicated in this thing like what you know, like someone might have gone to each of them individually and recruited them away, you know, to, to place their bets elsewhere and like drawn well, them the into clear this reason, thing. I feel like the clear reason is he's not charging interest. So they, you know, like now I don't know if that means like they can't make as much or he won't pay out as much. But that would be the biggest reasons why they're not coming to him, you know, or this idea of bad luck, right? If they weren't winning with work, then they decide to go somewhere else to yeah. take their bad luck. That's the that's the only other reason, yeah, I could think yeah. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I mean, yeah, is there someone out there like, oh, have you been having bad luck? Like, you know, come place a bet with us. We'll your luck will change. You know, is there some mm -hmm. so anyway, I'm just saying, like, it could just be that. Uh there there wasn't a uh like specific reason why they all stopped coming, but it, you know, just some of them that did like into I just think there should be there should be some background to these these characters who mm -hmm. are involved in this that they like a thing they have. I definitely common. think there's a reason why these particular people are connected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, and that could take a number of forms. So you know, uh, it, it could be it could be you know that they were all contacted or something. You know, I just I don't know. The, the story oh. of like how they got how they these these people who seemingly have nothing to do with each other other than they they bet at the same with the same guy, you know, are, are, are now like involved in yeah. this in this uh, in this murder situation. I want to point out something. I got the timeline wrong here. So when he sees Joe, he says, I was curious why I hadn't seen him about, which was the intervening four days. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he saw Joe three days ago up until this week. <laughs> yeah. So I hadn't seen him about. Uh, I was curious why I hadn't seen him about, but one look at him and I knew why. His face looked like raw meat. So to me, that means he had gotten beat up a while ago, and that's why he stopped coming around. Not that he had just gotten beat up, right? The re his being beat up is the reason he hasn't seen him in four days, is how I'm taking this in. I mean, I think you could take it a different way. Like, he, you know, he normally plays bets with Wark, right? He goes, he he doesn't come, he doesn't place bets with Wark. He plays the bet somewhere else, right? Gets involved with somebody else, and you know that's why he wasn't around. And the fact that he's beat up is an indication of you know the fact that he was involved with betting with someone else. That's why he hadn't seen him. Like I'm just saying, it could mean that. I agree, though. Like the grammar seems to imply that that, that he that he was beat he up. Was hiding out because he doesn't look good. Yeah. 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 Because he's slinking in the shadows. You know, yeah. he's trying not to be seen because he's all beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. To me, that just points to the timeline, and if that that might be important at a certain point. It could now be. There's this four days where something could have happened. Yeah. You know, whoever beat him up says, "Oh, he's not paying, or that didn't work." So let's do this. You know, there there's more time for the obituary. Obituary plot. thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he didn't appear in the obituary, so I'm not even sure that this is connected. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see. Cause in a way, like his thing sounds more like the gangster guy. Yeah. Someone took disfavor with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. Um I mean, at this point, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I think we should be able to figure out what happened. But Unlike the previous case, yeah, there's no clear motive. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from the gangster like thing, which is just money, or the religious thing, which is just religion. Yeah, the religion thing seems like it's not going to pay off because if they're doing, you know, like if you if you really thought about it, I would imagine the reason they would kill people who are gambling is to stop other people from gambling. But it doesn't like that's how they're marketing their crime. Um, you know, who else, you know, who, who, who else is knowing about this? You know, it's not like, well, in the, uh, in the obituary, they do put this, this thing, um, uh, uh, a distinguishing trait of his character was that he loved a good ale and a fast pony at times too much. But recalling mm -hmm. the poet's words, when you borrow money, you're robbing your future. He mightily endeavored to pay all his debts on time. Like it does seem like there's an insinuation here about Betty. I agree. But that's someone saying you should pay your bets. That's yes. not someone saying you shouldn't gamble. Yeah, so you're it right. It seems like the voice is of the gauntlet people. It sounds like it's the bookies. Mm hmm. Um, did they talk about Annie's? Oh, maybe they all borrowed money. Why maybe, would Annie be stabbed multiple times? I think that's the biggest question. Maybe it's something to do with the bank. They borrowed money from the bank? Yeah, just because there's borrowing money. I, I didn't really catch this but before, but, you know, when you bet money, you don't typically borrow it. I mean, you can borrow money and then bet it, but, you know, yeah. that's that's not necessarily the best way to do it. And just the fact that they're talking about borrowing money here... Um, it seems to me like, uh, like there could be a thing here with the bank. Yeah. You're making a distinction between a bookie wanting you to pay back money versus pay back money you know, that you borrowed, pay back a loss versus pay back a yeah. loss plus money that you borrowed. Yeah. Yeah, just because they use the, the phrase borrowing, you know, which isn't the same as losing a well, bet. Well, now what I want to do is I want to bring William in. 
And I want to say, what if this guy, what if he is like lending money from the bank illegally? So it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like he borrowed money from the bank to gamble with, uh, I want to call him Capriani. What's his name? Um, Sabini. Sabini. Yeah. And um, so it's not that, because that's kind of basic. Um, but but it's he was a broker between the bank and these other people. Mm-hmm. And they, so they did bet and lost, but they yeah. borrowed the money they bet from Will, through William and his bank. Yeah. And so now William, desperate to make the books work again, creates a plan to threaten them to pay with the obituary plot. Yeah. And uh, I think there's something extra that happens with Annie and that he didn't intend. Yeah. Um, and maybe it connects to the Joe thing, Joe getting beat up, you know, cause the obituary is like a threat of violence and then Joe getting beat up is violence. And then of course the murder of Annie is violence, right? So I'm just wondering if there's a way like the violent acts are connected, but they're separate from the people, the person who did the obituary plot. But they seem connected because one seemed like it would lead to the other. Oh, here's a threat of death. Mm-hmm. And now somebody's dead, but it's really two different sets of people. Mm-hmm. Because William freaked out when Wark brought up. Uh, uh, what did he bring up? What part is that? Oh, he came to tell him some people are dying in Seaford. Yeah. Yeah. And he immediately was like, oh, you're trying to scare me from from my from gambling, the little entertainment I have. And like he's like, get out of my this is this is his father in law, right? Yes. And he just starts yelling <laughs> That's at correct. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, get out of my house. Your friend Annie, she got killed because someone finally got weary of her nasty ways. Mm-hmm. Like, no sympathy for Annie. Like, nope. Um, and then he began tucking him towards the door, demanding his exit. So he's drunk. Okay, we'll give him that he's drunk. Yeah. But why is he drunk? Right? What's he drinking about? Indeed. Indeed. Um, I mean, they mentioned that he, he, he started drinking with this guy from the bank as well. Okay, I wanted to talk about that. I highlighted that because I do love this. I love this tableau of like some guy starts coming to William's house like regularly. Yeah. And she thinks it's a friend from the bank because he's probably like, oh, it's my friend from the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, meaning my bookie or, you know, the guy I'm trying to steal money with or something. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're, they're okay, so it's interesting that the meetings seem lighthearted at first. I think that's interesting. That means everything's fine. Yes. That means they're plotting something and it's all going to work out. Isn't it mm-hmm. all going to be great? But lately, they would talk in low voices at the back over a bottle of gin. So they're drowning their sorrows. <laughs> 
they're not they're not cheering to a plan that's working out. Right. Um or is it cheersing? <laughs> Maybe that's both are things. Um toasting. I don't know. Toasting. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah. Um no toast here. And um Okay, so that's why he's freaked out. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that stood out to me. That was a really big reaction to basically the, 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 the dad saying, hey, some people who are gambling in this area are dying, so just, just be on the lookout. And he's like, how dare you, sir? Yeah, yeah. Scaring me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's clearly something going on here. You know, I don't know if it means that William is the murderer. It does. But it might. It definitely might. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna go ahead and, and like catalog this a little bit. So um obviously we have the letter writer himself, you know. Uh it would be really weird, but I just have to add him in, into the thing here. Um uh then we got Joe Stark. Um we got uh, Charlie, the barkeep, uh, who t- I think probably didn't do anything, but he's briefly mentioned. So there you go. <laughs> Guilt by um, association. We got, uh, we got, you know, Margie and Jack, Faultworthy, um, if Jack's but still alive. But there's no fault of their own, although they're Faultworthy. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so they, yeah, they may or may not be still alive. We've got Sabini. Um, and we got, uh, William, um, and we got, and we got Joshua, um, and I think that's it. So I think it should be one of those people. So you don't think it's going to be an amorphous crowd of guilty remnants? I, mean, I do not. No. Guilty, whatever. Based on like the other solutions and and the last we did, I think it's going to be, you know, I, I guess it's possible it's more than one person, but I think it will be named characters. That's that's just how I think they're going to go with these. Yeah. Now they could be like a leader of a group, you know, that's like carrying this out. I, I'm definitely not ruling that out, but I do think there's going to be some individuals who are who are you know ultimately responsible for this and i think it should be one of the people i just named how many so mark there's sabini so sorry i said mark it's wark yeah wark wark we got sabini we got marjorie and jack we got william we got joe we got joshua yep and who else i think that's it I think that's it. I mean, there's technically Charlie the bartender, but I'm not taking him seriously yet, uh, unless he gets mentioned more. Um, I mean, and Jenny the daughter, I, I also think it's very unlikely that she's guilty, but I, I should technically name her just in case she starts looking suspicious. Um, and I guess here's the thing, right? So in one of those Holmes mysteries, we read the, the, the uh, solution uh, four on the blog, you know, one was, it was, you know, the one where what's happening in those rooms, right? At the hotel. So yeah. it's just like Holmes saying, this is what this was, this is what that was, this is what this was. They were all sort of unrelated to a certain yeah. degree, right? So it could be a thing here too, where 
it's not one person responsible for every strange thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I do wonder if it could be one person did this thing and the other person did that thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think with uh, with Joe and the face, like yeah. that on the surface seems a bit different from the now. That seems like Sabini, classic. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's, he just beat him up because he owed some money. He owed him money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the fact that uh, Jack and Annie both get have obituaries that use the same kind of language language and you know annie ends up dead jack is i guess alive but there's some ambiguity about that um i think that means like they are tied together and and they you know the 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 same explanation should should apply to both of them that's that's what we don't get though is um the sort of answer to um wait sorry sabini sabini i'm trying to think of my theory here sabini and joe uh oh that's what i was gonna say um that we don't really get an answer to whether or not at this point in the you know we only have the first letter at this point in the story, if Annie's death actually had any impact on Jack and Marty, like, you know, it was, was her death supposed to be a catalyst to tell the other person whose name was in the obituary who had the veil thread mm-hmm. to, to do something or else? Or was that unrelated? She wasn't, you know, uh, the only ones that go so far as the obituary... Because here's the thing: is like you can't collect money from a dead person. So it mm-hmm. doesn't really. It doesn't. The only reason you kill one person is to make a threat to the other living person who owes you money. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I do I wonder agree. if like the next letter might be from Jack or something. Dear Holmes, please help me. I'm hiding out in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, my name yeah. was my name was threatened. The person whose else name was threatened in the paper is now dead. I think I'm next. Yep. Here's what I know. Yep. Yep. I mean, based on the previous one, I think we probably will get someone else writing the letter, and then probably Holmes will like dispatch some people to. <laughs> I'm too busy to <laughs> to go myself, but he's retired now. So anyway, I want to he's bring retired. that up too. I thought that was interesting that. I guess two things. One, that not only are we getting it from a time period where he's retired, but the idea that the, you know, the writers of the Dear Home series sort of know <laughs> know his tenure as detective, you know, mm-hmm. like how old he'll be at a certain point and all this stuff and and kind of what's, what's in canon about uh, when he was in his prime and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they paid attention to the timeline. I mean, it stood out to me when we first looked at the letter how late the date was. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird detail. Um, I don't think it really matters for the actual case, but yeah, uh, they're trying to vary things a bit, not just make everything the same routine. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have, like, a strong suspect here, but I definitely think it's someone I named. 
And it is possible that, you know, they're not doing it uh, for the money, um, but for some other reason that we don't fully understand yet. And maybe the future letters will help clarify what that might be. Obviously, the religious thing is thrown in, you know, uh, if it's a religious thing, then that wouldn't be about the money. It would just be about the, you know, judgment of the conduct. And so... You know, like that fits pretty well. Um, theoretically, it's not that I really think that's the answer, but it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't have that problem at least. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, when you're dead, you're not gonna, you know, pay your pay your bookie back. Yeah. So it uh, doesn't seem like it makes sense for that to be it. But same thing for the bank, right? If it's, you know, William's giving out loans from the bank. Um, you know, killing the people isn't going to help, you know. I guess it could just be, mm-hmm. I don't know, desperation. That doesn't really even make sense. So, yeah, anyway, just to say, I feel like there's got to be more going on here than than what we yeah. know. If it's not I mean, religious. I wonder if, now, did they mention Annie was single? Did they say she, what did they say about Annie? I don't think they say one way or the other, but let me see. Uh, here we go. Um, I guess I just imagine she was so awful, no one would be with her, but that's not what they said. Uh, I mean, they don't say that she was with anybody, so I think it's reasonable to assume that, but yeah, I don't know for sure. I, um, I was just wondering if maybe you know, Annie can't pay her debts. But there's a way her death could benefit the murderer and, you know, life insurance or something. You mm-hmm. know, there's some some kind of thing where they could get money from her if she was dead. I do feel like it, it is a separate thing, though. Um, and also stabbing, you know, um, that's a very particular way to kill somebody. Um mm-hmm. It seems like a, more of a passion thing mm-hmm. uh, than a uh, I'm threatening you and then it goes too far and now I'm just what happened? I'm stabbing you. Why right. am I stabbing you? Too yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so could the stabbing just be, you know, so if we think of Joe's uh, raw face <laughs> for, for you know, being kind of potentially unrelated to the main problem. Uh, what if her thing is sort of unrelated or it's like, yeah, I don't mean unrelated. I just mean, what if she just got mugged and murdered? <laughs> so she, I mean, I, I cannot believe that the obituary is unrelated because they use the same language. Yeah, no, the obituary is um, related. Yeah, 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 exactly. The obituary is related, but... The person who did the obituary didn't kill her. Like she just, it's just bad luck for old Annie. <laughs> uh, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I think I have to hear more to be sure about that because you know it depends on if this is explain every little thing or if it's explain with one big explanation like like the one we did. You know. And I think it'll be clear when we get the next letter. Like for now, I'm assuming that this is a one case deal and that we will get, I mean, they might mention offhand um, 
uh, they might mention offhand, you know, that whatever's going on with Joe. I mean, maybe they'll even tie it in for all I know, but, um, you know, uh, but I feel like because Annie is murdered here and that's like really serious, I feel like that should pertain to the main case. I feel like that should, you know, um, be, be part of the big answer. Like I, it just seems weird to me to make a murder, a, a footnote or a side issue. Um, so I, I'm expecting it to, to, to be part of the, the main thing, but you know, that's me. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Even though like, you know, like I said, when we, you know, we, we talked about like solving fake mysteries, like, you can't solve fake mysteries like you solve real mysteries. If this is the real world and this is a real mystery, uh, yeah, it's totally possible that like she was just like mugged or something and it had nothing to do with the obituary and it had nothing to do with her betting. You know what I mean? Like there, that happens, you know, in mm-hmm. the real world. Like it's totally valid to think that. I just, in this context, I don't expect them to, to go that way. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's just using the, you know, the general rules of how these things are constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if they want to play with expectations, they could definitely do that. You know, it'd be kind of funny. Like, yeah, all this random stuff happened to people for different reasons. Oh, well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It seemed like a pattern, but it really wasn't. I don't know. Who did the obituaries, though? I mean, I guess that could be the main mystery in that case. Yeah, well, and I would expect that, it, you know, it would wrap up as there's other murders to follow. But yes. Annie's could be unrelated. Sure. You know, um, yeah, but I generally agree with you that the murder should be important. Um, since it's the only one so far right right and it's in the first letter like i just yeah Mm. i feel like the initial crime that around which the letters are based should be in this letter so i yeah i'm i'm inclined to believe that that but you know i mean it's only one way to find out Mm mm-hmm all right um Yeah, my, I, I almost feel like if I if I was going to just make a judgment here about who did it, I'm going to say William did it. Um, okay. I'm going to say he did the obituary. Mm-hmm. Uh, obituaries. Um, and I'm going to say... He had nothing to do with um, Joe's raw face, and uh, that I think that was uh, Sabini. Okay, sure. And I think Annie. I think something something went wrong. I don't think she was murdered on purpose. Okay. 
The knife just kept falling on top of her. <laughs> what is this knife doing? Oh, it keeps stabbing you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want there to be some like crazy thing about why she's dead that doesn't have anything to do with the obituary. Because I just can't piece together. Like he said, I mean, and that's to tell me I shouldn't believe it, but even Wark said it, like why kill someone who owes you money? Mm-hmm. I just can't see that being someone 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 tried to do that. So I guess yeah, I guess that's the question is why did why was Annie killed? Yeah. Yeah. And also I do want to mention, you know, like William said, you know, Annie got killed because someone finally grew weary of her nasty ways. Like he's he's you know, he's actually saying he is acquainted with her reputation definitely you know um so maybe one of the nasty ways he knew about was that she liked to borrow money and couldn't pay it back Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a nasty way yeah 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 do you think what maybe do you think maybe to your point earlier about like uh, if all of the all of the, the 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 violence victims, there's a there's a central reason why they stopped coming to work. Um, and what if what if it's William? Mm-hmm. What if he's like, hey, you guys place your bets with me? Like, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think if if somehow they borrow money from the bank in order to place bets through or with William's help, but to uh, Sabini. And Sabini's like, hey, William, you know, you you owe me money. You better pay or we're going to hurt you like we did Joe. Mm-hmm. And William's like, oh, man, I'm too much of a William for that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I need to make sure the people who owe me money pay me my money. So I'm going to put their names in obituary mm-hmm. and say some harm is going to come to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully they yeah. pay. And then, oh no, all of a sudden, <laughs> one of the women, one of the people who I mentioned is now dead. Yep. But... That's because of some other reason that I can't quite think of right now. <laughs> it's probably in like letter two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel like we have to learn more to explain that's, it. That's that's where I think this is headed. That's my that's my. Reaction. I I I agree. I that definitely feels like the best theory that we can come up with right now. I'm I agree completely. Yeah, something something i guess we i guess you know here's a question is joshua the same as the the gin guy who was coming to drink gin with William? that's a fair point that's a fair point really could be we don't we really don't know because mm-hmm. uh that guy is not described and she just assumes he's from the bank and who knows yeah yeah it could it's, it could totally be if the, if it is true then joshua is a a double speak it or double um a two-faced character that's what i'm trying yeah. to say i well i wonder if did william go to jack 
in Margie's house and say, hi, my name is Joshua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like could that, e- that could even money. be true. Like, yeah. That could even be true. Yeah, what was the thing? Uh, it was, um, let me see. It was, uh, uh, sister, let us pray your Jack makes amends. Um, makes amends. Uh yeah. Um I also thought this was weird. He made me worry that my Jack in the next room snoring away in his nightshirt was hurt. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe it's simple and it's just like, oh, like it was sort of an implied threat or something, but it's just like he just said some words and like why why would jack be hurt i don't know that that just seems a bit odd to me uh she says the newspaper printed jack's obituary or no she well she said he said that (laughs) the snake got his foot in the door he came with a bible and a copy of the newspaper so yeah, I assume yeah, yeah. he showed her the newspaper. Yeah, and he said that the or yeah, the newspaper had printed Jack's obituary. The snake got his foot in the door and grabbed my hand and said, Sister, let us pray. Jack makes amends. All this before I was able to break away and shut the door on him. Bloody awful man. He had me worried that my Jack's in the next room snoring away in his nightshirt. Yeah, that's the lady doth protest too much. That aside was really weird. Yeah. Uh, was hurt. He made me worry that my Jack was hurt like is she saying in the next room now or in the next room back then he made me worry so back then back then yeah okay okay made me worry that jack because she's not saying he's sleeping away snoring right now i don't think so i mean i guess he could be but she i think she's just saying he was asleep back then because I thought that's what connected to the next part when he said, then Jack's alive. Because she's saying he's sleeping next door in the room right now. I think I think she was just saying he was sleeping then and, uh, you know, but the obituary had already been Oh, then Jack's alive because... Yeah. Basically because, not that he, not that she just said he's alive, but because she didn't say he's dead. Yeah, the story demonstrates that he was alive after the obituary was printed. Okay, okay. So, I I think. <laughs> but immediately after, not like right now. Because there was some period of time before when Joshua was there. Was that earlier in the day? I forgot. Was it the same day? Uh, it must have been the same day. It says just this dawn. It was the same day. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he could be asleep, but I think... By the way, it's unclear. I do want to I do want to say, being at her house at dawn on the newspaper, uh, the obituary for that day means, like, you knew, you knew that was happening. Oh, definitely. It came with the yeah. newspaper. So, yeah, yeah, he definitely knew. He definitely so, yeah, knew. this Joshua character does seem to be implicated in the obituary. Yeah. 
so yeah, is is Joshua secretly William? Is Joshua the friend from the bank? Um, you know, we'll see. All right. This and more mysteries will be solved. <laughs> so many Next, more. Dear Holmes. <laughs> All right. Well, so far so good. This is this is yeah, I'm curious how the second letter is going to shape up. Who's it going to be from? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't really know what to expect from this one. This is uh mm-hmm. this is an interesting one. I, I I like it so far. Yeah. Same here. All right. Until next time. Thanks everybody. All right. Bye everybody.